1: Welcome to the best thing on the internet, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Whether you're planning to buy or sell a house, call in now with your question. Our goal is to help you with any real estate transaction. So turn off the cat videos and pay attention. Here's your host, Duncan Smythe. Welcome to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. My guest
2: this week is Joe Galata, the founder and president of Millennium Home Mortgage. Joe and I, in the interest of full disclosure, Joe and I have been uh, business associates for many years. He's a very well-established uh, mortgage broker and mortgage banker. Mortgage banker. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Duncan. Pleasure to be here on House Talk with Duncan Smythe. <laughs> my first time. <laughs> <laughs> you're way too excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a lot of questions to ask you uh, about the mortgage business, but you know we already have a caller. Uh, so let's go to the caller. Allison, you're on House Talk. Hi.
3: Hi, can you hear me, Duncan and Joe? How are you?
2: I can hear you wonderfully, Allison, thanks for calling in tonight. How are you?
3: I'm good, thank you. I have a question. I refinanced my home in 2011. I went down from a 30-year mortgage at 6.25% down to a 15-year mortgage at 4.25%, which was a great move. But what can I do now to save even more money?
4: Well... Allison, there a few things that we can look at. Number one is how many years you have left. Um, number two, also how much more we can bring down that rate. Currently where rates are, you're talking more in the mid threes on a 15 year fixed right now. So will that really help us out enough? Is, will that, will that uh, change in rate be enough? Depends upon also how much you currently owe on the home. Um with that uh, interest rate differential, will it, make, will it make sense? And with a 15-year rate, there's two things that you definitely want to look at on a 15-year. That is the having the rate a lot less or a decent amount less and also how much it's going to cost you. A lot of 15-year fixed you can look at right now, do a zero-cost uh, rate. Um, so that's going to save you a decent amount of money if we can lower it that much. With where you're at right now, four and a quarter, you're still extremely, extremely good rate. So at this stage of the game, we, do, we would want to sit down, talk about it over the phone, and really figure out where, if it will save you enough um, because there's going to be a few instances instances where we want to look at that.
3: I'll tell you, it's it's nice to actually finally be seeing money come off the principal now. So I'm I'm glad I made the move when I did, and I'll, 15, I'll hold on
4: and wait and see. I I love fifteen-year fixed rates mortgages if it, the affordability is there. Without a doubt, you see principal come off every single month as opposed to a thirty-year fixed, and depending upon where you live, um, it, you start seeing you know with a larger mortgage come off an awful lot and start saving an awful lot of interest compared to a 30-year fixed. I do a lot of them uh, depending upon the situation. Each situation is different,
2: but depending upon the situation, you can uh, save a lot of money throughout the lifetime of that loan. Can I ask you a question, Allison? Do you mind telling us how much less, I'm sorry, how much more are you paying monthly with a 15-year?
3: How much more? I'm actually not paying any more.
2: Oh, really? Not, so it worked out not perfectly I have more.
3: I've been, wow. um, I've been adding to the principal
2: Okay. Um, every
3: month since I bought this house. Just so a you, little pay, bit you, you
2: pay a little extra each time you make your payment.
3: Exactly, and I have not had okay. to uh, pay one extra cent. I did, however, have to pay down a little bit of the house only because the um, the value of the house went down. I bought in 2007 mm-hmm. and refinanced in 2011. So I bought at the height and refinanced at a lower time.
2: Well, it yeah. sounds like it worked, really worked out well for you.
4: Definitely. Yeah, sounded like it's, you bought almost at the top of the market, Allison, but you sounded like you put enough down and the values didn't come down that much to where you were able to refinance.
3: Exactly. No, it's, it's good. I, I I just like saving money, so I thought I'd call in and see if <laughs> there was any other way. But I appreciate that. Thank you both so much.
4: Uh, who doesn't like saving money? <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> any other you. questions? You know, no, i Thank you so much. One of the things about a 15-year fix to Allison and anybody else out there is about every 100000 a 15-year fix is going to cost you about $200 more a month um, on the payment. So it's really, if you look at it, really isn't that much more on a, on a monthly basis if the
2: affordability, is, if the, the family affordability is there. And you're looking at 15 years less interest. Yes, absolutely. Is, when you actually, so when you actually work the numbers, you're looking at a, over a huge cost saving over that period of time. Depending upon how large the mortgage amount, absolutely. And, so It's just a little more out of your pocket each month. And, and a fifteen-year fixed rate
4: is generally lower. It always, it seems to be lower, much lower, about three quarters to one percent lower than a thirty-year fixed is on a just generally out there. So you're saving um, a little more on the interest rate, and you're also saving a lot on the interest over the period of the
2: loan. So while we're on that, now what is the uh, current rate for a thirty-year fixed mortgage right now?
4: Most of your average Fannie Mae, and and I always look at a zero point mortgage. The reason why is it's it's comparing apples to apples. But pretty much zero point mortgages right now on a thirty year fixed are right around that mid four, four and a half percent mark. Okay. A twenty year fix is right around that four to four and a quarter percent. Uh, Twenty year fix is 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 another real good product. Again, it's not that much more than a thirty year fix, and you're paying it down. You're losing those ten years worth of interest payments. And a fifteen-year fix is right in the mid threes, so you'll see you see the difference about one percent from a thirty-year to a
2: fifteen-year fixed right now. That sounds like a great saving. Let me ask you something. I never asked you this. What um, can you custom design a mortgage? Like, if I want a seventeen-year mortgage, is that can that is that something that can be done? Let's say I know that I want to live in my house for exactly seventeen years because my kids are going to be grown and gone in seventeen years. Well, let's let's see. Is Allison still on? Now, uh, we, 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 we've we answered Allison's <laughs> questions without a <laughs> thanks, doubt. Thanks for the call, Allison. Um,
4: yeah. The, wouldn't say you can, yes, you can do a 15-year, you can do a 20-year. You really can't do, quote-unquote, the 17-year mortgage. Okay. But what you can do is you take that 20-year mortgage for example
2: and, and throw
4: in a little extra money each month right it's very easy to do whether it's $150 or $187 more
2: a month and that, to, that would also be a huge cost saving in the, in the amount of the interest you're paying every time you're paying extra on the principal it goes down directly off the principal. so even if I throw in another 20 or 50 bucks each month I'm going to see a couple of years come off the end of my mortgage yes without a doubt wow wow that's great uh, uh, Joe it looks like we have another call uh, Sue you're on house talk hi Sue
5: Hi, Duncan. Thanks for taking my call.
2: Hi, welcome to House Talk. Do you have a question for Joe?
5: Yes, I do. Hi, Joe. Um, hey, Sue. Thanks yeah, for I've calling. Always, I've always um, been confused about um, what it means for a basic interest rate and an annual percentage rate.
4: Good question, because you're not the only person who's out there confused, without a doubt, Sue. Um uh, the APR or annual percentage rate is is going to be generally always higher and we'll take a 30-year fix and, and as an example, let's just say a 30-year fix at 4.5 and, and your APR or annual percentage rate is 4.72. Why is that? Um, to take some specifics, the APR takes certain costs and add them into the lifetime of the loan. So. Let's just say you have an application fee. You have points associated with a loan if there are any points. You have title work. You have an attorney's fee, et cetera. So how the APR is calculated is you will actually, the APR is going to be calculated based upon those costs, adding them in and including them into a 30-year payout in case this is a 30-year mortgage. So the way APR, annual percentage rate, came about was in the late 70s. The federal government tried to equate somebody advertising rates. So let's just say you're talking your rate was 5% with 3 points and 6% with 0 points. Well, those 3 points are a um, included in the annual percentage rate calculation. So is the annual percentage rate calculation... Then is if I was advertising, I want to go back. If I was advertising six percent, and somebody else was advertising five percent, they were advertising that five percent with three points. The APR would then be taken into that to the effect. So you'd be somewhere in the six and a quarter range, where the zero point loan, again, that APR would be a little bit above six. Also, so the federal government tried to create a apples to apples look at APRs when. Based upon certain costs within the mortgage. Again, pardon me. Go ahead. So, go ahead, Sue. I'm sorry. I was just
5: going to say, so when I'm shopping for a mortgage, what I should ask for is what the APR is.
4: APR and and what are the costs associated in that APR? You you generally have certain fees associated with the APR, whether it's the appraisal, credit report, application fee, commitment fee, uh, points attorney's fees, that sort of thing. And that's how that is calculated throughout.
5: Oh, thank you. I definitely understand it a little little bit better now. Um, That sort of ties into what, because I wrote down a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you when I found out that Duncan was going to have a mortgage professional on his show today. Um, My next question has to do with, does it affect your credit score when you apply when you apply for a pre-approval for a mortgage, so, you know, does it, is it going
4: to reduce my credit score? F- fantastic question, because what I generally see and at certain times uh, too much is that people are going out and they're calling certain banks, mortgage bankers, mortgage brokers, and that, and that, and that person is having their credit report pulled multiple times. The general rule is every time your credit report is pulled, it's going to reduce the score by seven points. Um, so what I've seen out there is somebody having their credit report pulled five or seven times, all of a sudden it's going down 35 to 50 points approximately. And that could equate to a um, much worse rate or a, you know a, the rate going up because rates in this time, day and age, are based upon credit scores on certain certain accounts. So pulling it once is not going to hurt your credit score. Pulling it multiple times is definitively going to hurt your, your credit score. And based upon certain loans out there, Fannie Mae loans, Freddie Mac loans, um, which are government-backed loans at a certain, a certain account, um, they have what's called credit score add-ons. If your credit score is, for example, 680 and it was 720, you will get a worse rate. Your rate will be higher based upon uh, based upon your credit score.
5: Right. Oh, that is so helpful because I've absolutely, you know, heard, heard differing um, opinions, especially when listening to, you know, friends and stuff. So this is really helpful, Joe. Um, oh, my, my pleasure. My last question. My last question has to do with like something further on down the road. So let's say we take out a mortgage of X amount. If I pay it off early, uh, is that, am I going to be penalized for
4: that? No. Well, I'm going to tell you no in most cases. Commercial loans, a lot of commercial loans do have prepayment penalties. But residential loans, single family, multifamily homes generally do not have prepayment penalties. They were a little more in vogue maybe 20, 25, 30 years ago when certain banks could charge them and those would be your, your national lenders could, could charge them. But right now, um, you don't really see prepayment penalties whatsoever. So so you really, you're not going to see that, though it's a question you want to ask, it'll be on your good faith estimate or your uh, truth in lending, it will show that there's no prepayment penalty. On there, when you get papers, you're going to see that. But it's a good question to ask, just in case there is. We still get that question multiple times um, throughout the year from clients. Is there if there is or isn't a prepayment penalty? All Fannie Mae loans, they don't, and Freddie Mac loans and FHA loans don't have prepayment penalties, along with VA loans. So you generally do not see that anymore. I will see it very, very occasionally.
5: Okay, that's really helpful. You know, your answer there made me think of just one more question, if you don't mind. <laughs> that's um, what we're here for,
2: Sue. So... Go and, ahead. And, so um, we're, we're, we're running along. We have to go to a break, but just go, go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Okay, so just really, really fast. Um, um, are there any, and this might not be a fast question, but um, maybe you could, if you had a, didn't get a call later, you could go back to it. Are there any questions, Joe? that when people call you and apply for a mortgage that you're surprised people don't ask that you think
4: they should? You know, the biggest thing that I see is really the costs associated with a mortgage and and with that the rates. Because people don't realize that there are certain costs associated with it. And for example, if it's not if you if you think it's not real, there's a reason why it's not real. Somebody's offering you a rate below market, why is that? And that's that's one of the things. Well could be because there's a point or two associated with it where their fees are a lot more as opposed to your average fees out there. So that's generally the, the big question that I see. I'm getting a wrap up, so I <laughs> yeah, we have to go okay. to a break. Well, Sue,
5: thank I you so really much for calling. I appreciate your time. In. Thanks, Duncan. You have a great show. It's really, really helpful and informative.
2: Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to go to a short break. We'll be right back. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at House Talk Guy or email him at House at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage.
1: Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life goals priorities and choices on track the result is an easier happier and more inspired life the name of the program is what matters tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel what really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are listening to house talk with duncan smythe to reach our show call in to one 866 472 that's one 866 472 you may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show.
2: You're back with House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. My guest is Joe Galetta. Say hi, Joe. Hello, everybody. Uh, we have a couple of calls on hold, Joe. Uh, let's talk to Tom. Hi, Tom. You're on House Talk.
7: Hi, Duncan and Joe. Uh, just have a question on. Uh... Reverse mortgages, We there's a lot of us that are uh, getting a little older now, okay. and uh, there appears to be some benefits in, uh, in the reverse mortgage. The uh, mm-hmm. question is, uh, if we pass away soon after we have the mortgage, is there a standard way um, you, you, you back? Does the estate earn anything from the bank, or are you signing it over completely, or um, what...
4: Uh, what yeah, do we yeah know about? absolutely. Understand that question completely because that's a common question that I do do get from a lot of my older clients, and uh, I'm soon to be getting there. So, <laughs> uh, reverse mortgages are a a fantastic way to to stay in your home as you get older without having to have the costs associated with the home. For example, paying a mortgage, but also um, it, it can give you money. On a monthly basis or a one-time mm-hmm. basis, depending upon how you choose it, uh, can give you money to stay in your home, to live in your home, to pay for your bills, uh, pay for your taxes, pay for your insurances, and give you money to live. So, um, we do an awful lot of, of reverse mortgages, and and they are for and they they offer a, a great benefit to to the client. Uh, mm-hmm. To get back to your question. One of the things, Tom, that used to be a long time ago is you were almost selling, sending your, you know, selling your home to the bank. You were just giving it to them, and that's not the case anymore. Um, let's just say, and I'll give you an example. Let's just say your home is worth five hundred thousand dollars. You take out a reverse mortgage, and you know, let's just say you want to move away two years from now, and you owe two hundred thousand dollars on it. What you're going to do is. In this example, is you you sell your home for five hundred, you take the three hundred thousand dollars of equity, and and you you move away. So you're not giving it to the home. Your question specific to passing away, God forbid, another fifty to seventy more years, yeah. is yeah. let's hope. Yeah, let, exactly. Let's hope. Is um, no the when and if that uh, the inevitable does happen, obviously, um, the bank you the your heirs will sell the home um and whatever is left in equity your heirs will get so though that wasn't the case a number of years ago and it was a long time ago 20 years 30 years ago or so when you when you were both in our teens um it, that is not the case anymore the, your your um, your family your heirs will get the, whatever is left of the proceeds of the home
7: oh okay so that's in the agreement that uh uh, whatever the balance is uh, uh a certain percentage goes to the estate
4: absolutely yeah whatever's left over, and whatever the bank gets paid you know with, to pay mm-hmm. off the loan to pay off the note uh that's the case one you know one of the things you did bring up though and which can be beneficial as you know as we discussed earlier that the um the person in the home lives on. Uh, and gets paid on a monthly basis, and it's mm-hmm. um, when you do get a reverse mortgage, it's based upon age, how much your home is worth, etc., and how much how much you can get out of your home on a monthly basis, or you may not be able to get anything out of your home, but it may also stop um, any bills. And now you don't have any mortgage whatsoever; you're just paying off on a reverse mortgage. Um, one of the one of the benefits um, is that it will besides you not having to make the payments, at the end of the day, let's just say your home was worth 200000 and you owe 220000 your heirs aren't, um, because say, the values of the homes have gone down, your heirs have not, will not only um, not have to pay that $25,000 back, that's generally taken on by uh, FHA, all the reverse mortgages now are FHA-backed, so the FHA will mm-hmm. take that, which in reality is the federal government now, um, will take that negative, and your heirs will not be saddled with that negative uh, balance on your on your loan. No, oh, great. I appreciate that. No problem, just to look at it in a different way, but uh, mm-hmm. reverse mortgages are a fantastic way to um, keep whether it's parents or yourself in mm-hmm. in a home for a period of time without them having to go anywhere, without having to move anywhere. Keeps them very independent. And that's that's the reason why they're out there.
7: Okay, good. I've uh, been talking to a few friends who uh may be in need of this. So at least I have a little more information now that I can forward on to them.
2: And I Tom, just it. one, one uh, thanks so much for the call, Tom. And if you'd like to contact Joe Galeta, uh, it's MHMLender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, MHMLender.com. You can contact Joe for further information. And thanks for the call, Tom. Uh, okay, Duncan, quick, thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Uh, one quick follow-up. What uh, What are the downsides of, of, is there a certain age that you shouldn't consider that? Your reverse mortgages, it really depends upon the individual
4: that, is looking at it um, a lot of times the reverse mortgage client is is they don't want to burden their family by having to go because they can't afford their home anymore they don't want to burden their family by having to move into their uh, you know their, their children's home or whatever it's almost exclusively for older people i mean you would a 40 year old wouldn't think of doing no you, you have to be 62 or over okay I didn't so know that. okay. yeah that's that, those are the mm-hmm. part of the guidelines with a reverse mortgage you have to be 62 or over
2: okay that makes um, sense
4: you have to have a certain amount of equity in your home in order to get a reverse mortgage mm-hmm. but to um to go back to your original question
2: mm-hmm.
4: it, it it seems to keep the uh the elderly in their home uh keeps them independent it um, also creates, uh, you know, the, besides that independence, uh, bes- and usually does not, will, I'm sorry, will not create that monthly payment that, that's needed. So, mm-hmm. and it keeps them in that home. They have, to, they have to pay their taxes and their insurance on their own. Um, but they, and if they get a monthly check with a reverse mortgage, where they reversing out the payments, keeps them,
2: uh, gives them money to, to live. Gives them some independence also. What is the typical length of reverse mortgage? So, I mean, it's 62. Is it 15? I mean, how is that calculated?
4: Generally, 30 years. Okay, it's going to generally, so generally, cal- generally calculate 30, 30 year basis. years okay yeah. All right. So, and in, in obviously, the actuarial tables, mm-hmm. um, which is how these are all based upon, based upon how the average person's living, uh, how long are they going to live, et cetera, um, that's, and then the value of the home is how much they can get out the, and how much they can...
2: Uh, and the mortgage company calculates how long they think you'll live. All well, those
4: actuarial tables,
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, we have a couple of callers on hold, but we're coming up to a break, so let's um, let me ask you something. Else, something, uh, a couple of questions about Millennium, uh, your company, Millennium Home Mortgage. How long has it been in existence? When did you open up? Well, uh, g- great question, and, and I'm glad we brought this. We'll get to our clients in just
4: a bit. Uh, we opened up; we're in our 15th, uh, now in our 16th year. Okay. Um, actually, the 16th year will be starting in two days from now. So, oh, wow, we, we opened up uh, January ninth in '97. Okay. So it's a 16 or 17 years. Anyway, um, my partners and I have been in the mortgage business for over 120 years combined. Uh, we're decent. We're small. The we're I'm rather medium to large size firm. How many employees? We employ over 90 people. Okay. Um, We are what's considered a mortgage banker as opposed to a mortgage broker. Okay. We underwrite, we close, and uh, we service a portion of our loans. But in reality, we always, all of us are sold. We sell all of our loans
2: eventually. Okay. Um, That's pretty much common practice, isn't it?
4: It is. All loans, all Fannie Mae loans, and and we underwrite for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, um, FHA. All loans are underwritten to be sold. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they are under standard guidelines out there. Does so, that make any difference to me as your client, whether it's the loan is going to be sold or not? No. When a, when a loan is sold, and let's just say we close on a loan in January and the and loan is sold in, in March of 2014, that loan is sold under certain guidelines that the uh, federal government has set down under Fannie Mae, whether it's a Fannie Mae loan or an FHA loan, that the rate can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, the payment on that rate obviously can't change. No, nobody can change anything on that loan. Okay. Um, it's a seamless process. The And when you're paying a loan, it's called you're paying the servicer. Mm-hmm. So when the uh, that servicer is buying that loan for cash flow, and they'll, they'll pay the... Uh, the, le- the initial lender, for example, has what's called a
2: service release premium to release that loan, and they're releasing the servicing. They expect it to keep it for a number of years. But essentially, as, as your client, this, this really doesn't make any difference to me as far as the, the payment might just be mailed to a different person, and that's pretty much it, right? That's all it is. It can be mailed to any one of what's called servicers in the United States. Okay, okay. All right, let's go to a break. We have uh, two callers on hold, Lauren and Lou, after the break. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HouseTalkGuy or email him at HoustalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage.
0: And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show, Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. <music>
6: you hear a dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you're listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at 3 pacific time valerie kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkard every wednesday at 3 pacific
1: the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to House
2: Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. My guest today is Joe Galata from Millennium Home Mortgage. We've got a couple of callers on hold, so let's go right to that. Lauren, you're on. Hi, Lauren. You're on House Talk. Hey, Lauren. Hi.
8: I have a question about investment property. We own a vacation condo in a resort area and participate in the rental program there, and we've owned it for about 15 years. What can you tell me about selling and reinvesting in another property when this one's mostly depreciated?
4: Fantastic question. Um, Number one, I'm going to say to you that... uh, definitively want to speak to your accountant about that because he's going to want to move the gain, and I'm assuming there's going to be a gain or the amount of monies in there from one property to the next. So you're going to have to, um, it's called a 1031 exchange. So you're going to want to move that 1031 exchange from one property to another so you don't pay um, gains or uh, gains to the IRS And when you move from one property to another on a 1031 exchange. Okay. So that's one of the things you want to sp- speak specifically about to your accountant. Um, as we all know, if we're following any of the news out there, uh, guidelines have changed and certain underwriting guidelines have changed regarding all types of mortgages, including investment properties. So it, a lot of those guidelines have to do with more down payment, which the which the, uh, the guidelines are at. Um and also different types of rates. You're going to have a different rate for a, an investment property than you would for a second home. The investment property rate is going to be a little bit higher because a little bit higher means a little more risk is, is, how, the, is how the rates are, are um, eventually looked at. So um, a few things. Number one, you want to speak to your accountant about a 1031 exchange and, and and how to do that properly. With the 1031 exchange, it has to be somewhat simultaneous. I believe you have 60 days to... Uh, sell one property and, and buy and close on the next and I believe that 60 day mark is, is somewhat of a hard hard mark to to hit too meaning that's you have a to be period there of time <laughs> Yeah, absolutely so you, it's almost somewhat of a simultaneous uh, closing. Um, that's really the biggest thing you really want to look at. you're also looking at non-owner occupied <laughs> properties or or in that in the rental pool you're looking usually a minimum 25 percent down. Um, though there are some, Fannie Mae will do as little as 20% down, but generally 25% down is what the average person or the average lender is looking at for a non-owner occupied property. For a second home, it's more 20% down, so it depends upon how how they're going to look at it. But if your, your tax returns has shown that you have rented the property on what's considered your Schedule E, um, that your Schedule E will show the, the rental um, that comes in on a yearly basis um, against you and you write that off against your principal and interest your taxes your maintenance on the property um, you're you're gonna generally you're going to look at 25 percent or more down on that
8: okay. did i answer your and question
4: Lauren?
8: when you go through this process to reinvest um, when the property is almost fully depreciated or, or nearing the end of um, the depreciation period must the property you buy be of Equal
4: or greater value? Yes, it's going to be. Selling? Exactly. I wouldn't, wouldn't say equal or greater, but it's also how much depreciation has been off it. For example, in, in the in the tax laws, though I know a little, I don't know specifically, is when you depreciate a property, say you buy a property for $100,000, and you've depreciated that property down to, say, $10,000, um, there's $90,000 worth of Depreciation that you've used, therefore, there's ninety thousand dollars worth of capital gains on the property. If you're going to move it from another to another property, you're not going to pay capital gains because that's what the ten thirty one exchange allows you to do. It allows you to, to not pay capital gains until you sell it on the end. So you say so you sell it ten years from now, the new property, and that's when you'll pay the capital gains. So yeah, you'll be able to do that, and you'll be able to depreciate the new property also.
8: depreciate. The new property in full,
4: um, a portion, a portion of that, whatever Lesson you, that. Whatever, yeah, a portion of that, yes,
8: probably over the amount of, of capital gains you've already.
4: Yes. Yeah, uh, so, say so you bought a property for two hundred thousand dollars, and you've already depreciated ninety thousand. You have one hundred ten thousand dollars worth of depreciation to um, move forward on on the next property.
8: Okay. okay. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you so much for Great calling. Great question. Laura, I appreciate Laura. It. Thank Th- you. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, Okay, uh, Lou is our next caller. Hi, Lou, you're on House Talk. Hey, hi, Duncan. How are you? Hi, Lou. I have a question,
6: hey, kind of personal, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, my spouse and I bought our house at the peak. We refinanced, and now we owe a little bit more than we paid. Unfortunately, we are separating, and I would like to buy her out, okay, so that our son could come to my house and be used to the house that he's been in, but we may not break even or have a little, little bit more after commission, state fees, or closing fees. Also, my credit is a little iffy now. What could I do?
2: First of all, can you please turn down the sound in the background? That's cu- that's feeding through, and it's uh, okay. Th- thank you. Uh, go ahead. Okay, are
4: you able to hear me? Yeah, yes. we can. Thanks, Lou. How you doing today? Okay. Thanks for calling. Good. Good. Thank um, you. A few sets of questions that we have to look at there, but but without a doubt, um, there's there are probably a few different avenues that we can look at to refinance the home. One of the um, one of the things about because I'm assuming both you and each each person's that's different as I say is walk through my doors. One of the things that um, you have is, depending upon when you last refinanced it, there's a, there's a program called HARP, or uh, the HARP program out there, or, and also the HAMP program out there, which allows you to refinance your home not dependent upon um, value if you've closed before June of 2009. So keep that in mind. If, if, now, if you've refinanced after that, there's going to be a few different programs, but it's going to be based upon the value of your home. Um, so let's just say, and I'm going to take, for example, I'm going to ask you a question. Lou, what do you think the value of your home is right now?
6: Uh, probably maybe 10% more than what I bought it, but that doesn't mean it's a lot more. Okay. Because of all that I put into it. Uh, Uh, you want a number? Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it sounds like you're in a particular 10 range, maybe. Okay, and it sounds like you're in a predicament. A lot of predicament. A lot of Americans are, are in right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 let's just say, let's just take the the four hundred thousand dollar value. What do you? How much do you owe on the home, approximately? About three hundred sixty, which is what just about what we paid for it. Okay, so. It would seem to have, you would seem to have a few options here. Um, Depending upon your credit, do we look at a uh, a Fannie Mae or a regular 30-year fixed conventional type of loan? Mm -hmm. Or do we look at um, an FHA loan, which allows us a little more leniency credit-wise? But for that, you're going to pay what's called FHA PMI, um, which is monthly uh, PMI. And also, you're going to pay a one-time MIP or mortgage insurance premium on an FHA loan. I'm paying that uh,
6: now and you know I thought that I didn't know that we were supposed to ask to take that off after so many years. So I am paying that now uh,
4: okay. because we had less than I guess the 20% when we bought. Okay, that so you're paying payment. P- you're paying PMI right now. How how long have you been in this new loan? Loop? Uh 5 years now. Okay. So the PMI if you don't refinance, it generally comes off, in your, and you are a Fannie Mae loan, generally comes off right around that seven to eight-year mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should be getting a, a statement from your current servicer of your mortgage mm-hmm. generally every November or so. Those, those So you, you may want to look out for that. But generally, every November, you should be getting a statement saying how many years you're, you have till your PMI comes off. Um, is it an FHA loan or, or a regular conventional loan, Lou? It was a conventional. Okay, so you're paying the regular PMI, and not an FHA loan. So you should be getting that generally every November, mm-hmm. um, October-November range, where the federal government requires your servicer to send you a statement saying how much, how many years your PMI, how many more years your PMI has left till it comes off. Mm-hmm. Now, um, with that being said, and you say you want to refinance and refinancing your your soon-to-be ex-spouse off, uh, something we've done a lot um, over the number of years, Um, you're going to be restarting a new loan. So you're going to be going back to to a new 30-year fix. You're going to be going back to a new new PMI uh, scenario also. So um, there are going to be some options out there for you, it seems like to me. Um, there's going to be some options out there for you, whether it's a Fannie Mae loan, a, uh, an FHA loan, and whether you're a veteran, uh, depending upon the area you live in, um, or a regular smaller bank loan or, or credit union loans who also do loans out there in the United States. So there's going to be see some, uh, some decent avenues for you to go down in order to get a new loan.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, what, did I answer your questions properly, though?
6: I, I, I think so. Uh, um, my worry is um, um, being able to afford it now without her income. We both have great jobs. And we've been up to date on our payments. It's just that, you know, I think we, we spend too much money.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what, one of the things I say um, to, to a lot of my clients is it's your mortgage. You have to pay for it, and I don't. So you need to be f- somewhat comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Living in living in that home without a doubt, and, and you know, keeping your your son, I believe, was what you said earlier. Keeping mm-hmm. your son, keeping your son in the home, and keeping him, you know, comfortable with with uh, where he's going to school, etc. So, um, yeah. Now there's going to be some options out there for you right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may want to look at an adjustable rate mortgage. Okay. Uh, depending upon, you may not want to be in the home for more than. Uh, I would, you know, say you don't. And I'm taking, you know, some uh, some ideas here, but you may not want to be in a home for more than five or seven more years until your son, maybe, say, graduates college or whatever, or graduates high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So you may want to look at something maybe like a seven-year arm or a ten-year arm. Arms are a fantastic product, um, and and why do I say that? Because they may save a percent or so on the rate. Uh, percent mm-hmm. and a quarter or so on the rate. Your average seven-year arm right now is right around the the mid threes. It's a thirty-year mm-hmm. pay. It's a thirty-year payout. So, mm-hmm. say you're saving a full percent on a, you know, on a uh, say a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage or a three hundred sixty thousand dollar mortgage. Uh, to go off your example, you're probably going to save in the range of uh, two to two hundred twenty dollars a month on a full mm-hmm. percent on your loan. So it may keep you. Um, may keep you a little more affordability in the home, too. Um, just some options there for you you um, may want to a, look at.
6: Yeah. I have, I have one other question while I have you. It, is there any way that I could take my spouse off the mortgage and go to the bank and say, she doesn't want to be on this, I'll just make the payments?
4: Um, good question. Um They'll be going off, whoever's currently servicing the loan, whoever you're paying for that loan, they, you may have that option. I have seen it previously where, where you may have that option to just go in and take her off. Um, there will be certain papers to be signed, but it's, it is a lot less expensive. It's not like a refinance mm-hmm. or the cost associated with that, but there's going to be certain costs. Um, it's usually going to be certain minor costs in order, in order for her to take her off, um, a new deed, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. but um, that would be specific to the servicer or who you're paying that loan to directly. It's a call you want to make. Great question, by the way. It's not something that you see a lot out there because generally a lot of loans do not have that availability, but Mm -hmm. I have seen it in the past. It's going to be worth it for you to make your phone call that way. What they're going to do is they are going to qualify you on that loan specifically to see that Mm -hmm. you can qualify and pay that loan before they take her off. Would it have a, a if,
6: if my case history is good
4: would that help uh, without a doubt because there's a servicer of the loan when, and you've seen me uh name servicer throughout our program they, they want to continue they meaning the bank or whoever's you're paying the loan want to once they want to continue to have that loan um, there's a certain uh, cost associated with servicing that loan and when you service a loan you want to keep that loan it uh it, it throws off an income to whoever's keeping that loan on a monthly basis every time you pay it. So it's, it's their benefit that they want to keep the servicing of the loan. So it's a good call. Good question also. Thank you so much, guys.
2: <laughs> Thanks for calling, Lou. Thank you. Uh, Bye-bye. We, we have to go to a break. When we come back, uh, Regina is on hold. Uh, I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk.
1: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com if you like what you're hearing on the show today or if you have a question or comment for duncan contact him on twitter at housetalkguy or email him at housetalkguy at gmail.com Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, Duncansmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor.
4: Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and acceptable customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage,
1: the first place to go for a mortgage. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe.
2: My guest is Joe Galleta, and we'll go right to a call. Regina, you're on House Talk. Hi, Regina.
9: Um, hi, Duncan. I have a question regarding reverse mortgage that you were speaking about earlier, and I might have missed okay. this information. Uh, Joe, I would like to know, um, is it an adjustable rate? How much does the bank charge you? What is the interest rate based on?
4: Um, great questions, Regina. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yes, generally they're they're what's they're a prime based type of rate on on a uh, uh, reverse mortgage. So you'll be adjusting based upon prime or, or uh, treasury bills that sort of thing. So it will adjust. Um, you can get a fixed rate, but that's going to be a one time. Um, yeah, that'll be your only. You will only have the ability for one loan, and then whatever. Um, loan so you get a monthly cash flow out of it that will be the adjustable part of the loan so uh question is yeah it can be a fixed or an adjustable depending upon the type of loan that that you're getting that's number one number two um costs on a on a uh, reverse mortgage can be somewhat uh expensive and that's you know one of the things that when you sit down you're going to see how much it's really going to cost to uh to really procure one of these loans. And, and what do I mean by expensive? Because of, I explained, as I said earlier, it's an FHA-backed loan. You do have um, an FHA, what's called their one-time MIP or mortgage insurance premium, which is a little bit less than 2% of the loan amount. So, for example, you you have a taking out a, an overall $200,000. And let's just say it's, that's your, your end is $200,000 mortgage on a reverse mortgage, your overall costs are going to be $4,000 plus the title work, the, the new recording and the recording fee, and any other fees that are associated with it, you know, a closer, a, an attorney, et cetera, to close you. So they can be somewhat expensive. Um, with that being said, they're also a great avenue or a great tool for you to, to stay in your home and to. Uh, and to really, you know, be able to not have the, the regular monthly costs of a mortgage within your, within your home. And it also can create, obviously, some, some cash flow for you if, you if you elect it to that type of reverse mortgage.
9: Okay. Joe, so, so I did. do have another question. How long does the estate have to sell the house? Um, I mean, it's obvious that if you die, you're not going to be pulling money out. But how long does the estate have to sell the home?
4: They they will have pretty much as long as as they um, as they can to sell the home. So obviously something has to change. Now let's just say that there's as a regular sale they're selling it to uh, the realtor goes and lists the property and sells the home four months from now. You got to remember that interest will continue to accrue, though if they're getting a monthly stipend. Uh, On a reverse mortgage, that that reverse mortgage that monthly stipend will stop because the the owner is deceased. But they will they do have a period of time um, they won't they won't start the quote unquote the foreclosure process to take the home back um, you know right away. I I believe in what I've seen was in the six month range. They require you to put on the market of after a period of time. I believe it's within six months. Don't quote me on that one though, Regina.
9: Okay, and I do have just one other question. Um, as a consumer, do you go to a mortgage, do you go to you know, a company like yours, or do you have to go to a special bank in order to procure one of these loans?
4: Reverse mortgages, um, number one, you, you should generally really go to a specialist because when you're sitting down and talking about reverse mortgages, you really need to go over the the ins and outs of a reverse mortgage. There are, are, you know, and what's best for you, the client. Um, Generally, a lot of banks don't do reverse mortgages because it's so intricate. Um, And you need to know, really know um, what you're really getting into. You have to do um, certain uh, training on a reverse mortgage. You have to call in, you have to get, uh, uh, you have to do a call that the, that the government or FHA requires you to do to, so you know all about the um, the mortgage that you're getting into. Um, you're also, um, so that's one of the things that the stop gaps that say they require you to know what you're getting into. It's a little bit of a course, shall we say, that you're taking. Um, but you also want to go to a place that, that does, that does reverse mortgages, that knows what they're doing with reverse mortgages and can explain them because it is somewhat of an intricate type of product, but again, I believe it's, it's an f- extremely good product to, um, for certain individuals, and it's not right for every individual also, but it's, uh, it, it is good and it's been a, a great product to keep people in their home now is, as when they do get older. Okay. So, okay. so, finalize, yeah, you really do want to go to a specialist, um, not just somebody that's, uh, you know, it's a, in mo- that's the reason
2: why most banks don't have them. Thanks so much for your call, Regina. I appreciate it. Thank you.
9: Good night. Thank you.
2: Okay, thanks. Uh, with just a minute left, uh, I n- I've noticed that uh, interest rates have are, they've gone up very slightly in the last few months. Uh, where do you see the trend going? I think that the the overall
4: trend that we're looking right now is still going to go up slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the trend is based upon economic reports. Um, so when you're seeing positive economic reports, generally you know, in, from the federal government, generally what you're seeing is rates starting to creep up slowly. And what, where, where have those economic reports really come from? You're talking unemployment rate has gone down based upon the reports the government's uh, given us. Um, Certain aspects of uh, the American public feels much better about themselves, and those are, those are certain consumer reports co- out there, consumer, consumer confidence, confidence yeah. consumer price index, producer price index, uh, consumer confidence indexes exactly, and those 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 reports have come in a little bit better as,
2: as um, which makes rates do tweak up a little bit. Okay, well, uh, our hour is up. I'm sorry to say <laughs> that quick, <laughs> that quickly. Yes. Uh, thank you to my guest, Joe Galeta. If you'd like to contact Joe, it's mhmlender.com. Uh He can answer any of your questions about mortgages anytime. So join me next week. Same time. Uh, my discussion topic will be who doesn't love the smell of cat urine. Where do, you, <laughs> where do you begin when staging your home for sale? You know, you have to clean out the house, but what are the most important issues to deal with first? What turns buyers off instantly? Tune in in next Tuesday as we talk about foul odors, clutter, and a variety of other things that are going to slow the sale of your house. Next week, same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Sergit, and my executive producer, Brandy Jackson. If you missed any part of today's show or you'd like to listen again, just go to my show page right here on voiceamerica.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Duncan Smythe, and this has been House Talk.
1: Thank you again for tuning in to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Like us on Facebook and join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.